friends, it's us. I am Steph Beagle. And I am Lauren Abney. And this is Well Behaved. We believe balance is a bit overplayed and way overrated. We've embraced finding our perfect blend of wellness with a twist of tequila. This podcast delivers wellness remixed from face slapping facials to the ABCs of CBD. Living your best life and finding what's right for you is what it's all about. Let's do this. It's us. Hi, babe. Hey, babe. Hey, friends. So we're going to tell you about this episode, which is really special. But first, we're going to tell you news that might hurt your hearts because you may miss us. But we are going on a short three-month hiatus. We'll be back and better than ever. We're really just taking a break because... It's what the pros do. It's what the pros do. (laughs) We're just trying to be like the pros. Well, I think, you know, we want to be really intentional about what type of content we feature, what the guests that we're bringing on and the information that we're sourcing. So we are going to be very thoughtful and coming back at the end of the summer. Cool. And please send us any requests. You guys have definitely helped drive our entire content roadmap. So thank you for listening. Keep listening. It also gives you some time to catch up. That is a great point. Isn't that the best point? Mm -hmm. Uh I think we have some best friends that are due for we have some best friends who are like seven episodes behind. So this is for you, friends. <laughs> We're giving you time to catch up. So that's wonderful. Uh-huh. Let's also, talk about Cita. That's also wonderful is this magical, magical human, Cita mm-hmm. Walters. She has been in my life for years, but not in a way, not in enough of my life, right? But I think her story was remarkable before. She's a badass mom. She has an amazing blog. Um, and on the blog, she talked about mom's lifestyle, travel, all of those things. But she's so much more than that. She is officially a breast cancer survivor. And she's had, we've all had quite the year, but she's had truly quite the year. She has taken this moment to shine brighter than ever by sharing her story, by helping to remind people about prevention, by working with organizations like Lynn Sage to fund cancer research and by reminding us all that you are not alone in this journey and that, you know, it's so freaking important to touch your boobies every month. True that. Right? Yeah. What really showed up for me was how her human showed up for her. And we've talked about this before, but you, you don't always want to call in your chips, you know, or cash in those coupons, but she didn't have to they showed up. And that is cultivating the the people that mean the most to you. And, and for them, you know, there was no question. And I think she also learned, though, that it's okay to ask for help. For it's sure. okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to share your story. And for somebody that lives in the public eye, she didn't initially want to. But out of the potential to help or save or encourage one woman, it's worth telling the story. And her story is miraculous. Yep. We are so excited to share this episode with you. And in a completely unorganic and less powerful transition, what are you high on? Oh, my God. I know. It doesn't feel right, but it does feel right at the same time. Well, at least my high on today is anti-inflammatory. Cool. And Green. Green. (laughs) Um, But Jim sharing my spirulina smoothie. I have the smoothie many times a week. It's the perfect lunch, in my opinion. And it is spirulina powder. I put in frozen avocado, frozen cauliflower, frozen banana, some greens, some flax, and I top that all off with coconut water. 
I blend it so it is super thick, poured in a bowl. This is not a cup and a, a straw kind of smoothie. And then I top it with cacao nibs and nuts and seeds. So that's super satiating. I eat it slowly, but it's light. It's summer. I feel like I have all these incredible phytonutrients coming in and I am optimized to go out the rest of my day. I'm not tired. I'm not sluggish. It is the ultimate summer lunch. Weekday I know lunch. you. I know you love it. I know you love it. And I'm happy that you love it. And I do also like the idea because, you know, for me, I get really sick of just like slurp. Sometimes I want to chew or mm-hmm. feel like I'm eating. And I think that bowl move is really the way to go. So the bowl and topper. Mazel. What are you high on? Oh, so many things. Um, we know that I'm a self-appointed skincare ambassador. and People I, call you that Yeah. Too. And I love trying new products. And one of my very best friends made my dreams come true. Kristen Cavallari launched Uncommon Beauty. And it is five products and they are all special. And I think for a lot of you who are you know, wondering, how do I keep it simple? This is really an amazing way to keep it simple. There is a luscious face cream. It feels almost like you're putting clouds on your face. There is a lip balm. There is a foaming cleanser. There is a Something peptide. Like enzymes peptide. It's a vitamin C hydrating peptide. So check it out. It's currently sold out, which you're welcome for teasing you. But um, follow Uncommon Beauty. And honestly, I think it is clean and it is simple and it's effective. And I've been using it for a few weeks. And how does my skin look? Pretty damn good. Well, thank you. She made me say that. I know. No, it's incredible. Um, well, yes, friends, go get all those goods and welcome to this really special episode. I know that you are all going to love Sita as much as we do. I love her. We'll miss you, but we'll be back. Okay. Okay. I'm like beaming because we are <laughs> so honored to have the radiant Sita Walters here today. You are radiant. The first Thank time I met you. you, I was like, I want to be you and I want to be your friend. I was like, I want to be your best friend. No, I want to be your like, best what's friend. What's your number? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Seat's taken. Totally. No, it, can yeah. we share? We can yeah, share. Yeah, you're in. Don't worry. <laughs> so I have had the pleasure of knowing Sita for years, but we haven't been besties. We haven't done enough together. Yes. Fucking COVID. But we'll, we're going to make up for that. I know. But your light shines extremely bright inside Thank and out. And I, you. at day one, I knew that. And she's an incredible mom of two sons, Clark and Stone. You have an amazing blog, subs- subsequently named Clark and Stone. <laughs> really, really cute. And you document your love for fashion, for travel, motherhood, and lots more. I yes. love it. Thank and, you. I mean, can you handle her outfit <laughs> she today? She just is killing <laughs> it. It's a love fest. Yeah. But your strength has never shined even that more than in the past few years, you are officially a cancer survivor. I am. Fuck hell yes. yes. Fuck cancer. You battled battled <laughs> cancer, but you did it with the poise that you do everything in life. And I am just in awe of you. You inspire us daily. And we just can't wait to dig in and to learn about your journey. And we're honored to have you here. Love Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you both so much for having so me grateful. here and for allowing me to share my story. Share, we want <laughs> you to tell all of all of our friends everything. So we like to be basic okay. and we like to start with this question for everyone. Okay. So the question is, what does wellness mean to you? Oh, I know. Considering the year that I just came off uh-huh. of, uh, wellness is taking care of yourself. Um For me, however, wellness begins with the doctor. (laughs) You know, I was always preaching self-care and I still do. But true wellness begins with your health and then your mind and body. But your health first. Aligned. 
online and no one's ever said that. Agreed. Yeah. Truth. Right? It's always self-love, massages. And you're like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. But there's well, a- I was doing all that and, and I-, I didn't get a damn mammogram. Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so that's your health. That's yeah. We should all prioritize that. So October 31st, 2019. Yes. Spooky day, right? Spooky fucking day <laughs> is the day that your life changed forever. Will you tell us about your experience leading up to that day in terms of what did prevention and mammograms, what did that look like for you in okay. your life? So I was told um, three months before I got married in 2006 that I I found a lump through a self-check exam then. So I was told that I was at risk because I had dense breast. So I was getting mammograms every two years, you know, um, once, once I was told. And that was benign, thank God. I mean, and I was like, and I, I'm still like the healthiest person ever. So, but I was so healthy when I was told I was at risk. Like I was healthy to the point that I didn't live in the balance and I heckled people for bad choices, you know, with mm-hmm. food. So to have been told at my healthiest, you know, I, I I don't, I never went through the feeling like I did this to myself. For sure. So I've been getting mammograms. Um, I've been getting mammograms every two years since I was married. So 15 years ago, um, and then I just got busy again. I was doing all the self-care stuff, except I hadn't gone mm. I hadn't gotten a mammogram. Life. Yeah, exactly. So in, and I used to do self-check exams every month. And then I stopped doing that. You know, my boys are 18 months apart. I have two boys. I mean, just boys, period. And then for them to be so close in age, I was just like a crazy person, you know. So I do feel like had I even if not the mammogram, had I been doing the self-check exams, I could have caught it earlier. Come. Yeah. And can you tell us when you did catch it, it was through a self-exam, correct? Yes. And then what happens? Do you sprint to the doctor? I did. So, I mean, the irony, there's so much irony in my life, but I found the lump September 30th. So here I call the doctor October 1st, breast cancer awareness month. It was like October 1st. Right? Yeah. Um, I called and I tried to talk myself out of it, which is how I knew something wasn't right because I felt like fear was trying to like take over. And it was like so glad I didn't listen to fear and I didn't let it because I'd be having a different conversation with you right now, had I. So I go in. Um, my son's best friend's mom is like her first week at my gynecologist. My Tuesdays are my gynecologist surgery day. So I see Pooja and I'm like, great. (laughs) Right. As my son's like, this is your first week. And you get to tell me like, she's like, yeah, it's a lump. You know, it's probably nothing, but let's just like have it checked out. But I knew I knew once I was scared that that's what it was. And I knew even though she was being so like PC that that's what it was. So then I chose not to tell anyone. None of I didn't want any I'm all about energy and minds mindset and so I just felt like if I told anyone before I knew, I didn't want that energy to be like, "Oh my god, it's you know, I just like I'm just going to continue living life." Went to Barcelona, made out with a 30-year-old on the dance floor. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I leaving. Okay. And then the next week it's fucking Halloween and I'm mm. like no, no, no. I take that back. The next week, 
was our Lynn Sage annual lunch. I saw you that night at, um, what was the place? At RPM Seafood Opening. No, no, no. Where? Um, your best friend. Um, Kristen. Oh, yes, at Uncommon James. Yes, 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 so, yes. So that night, that day was the Lynn Sage Breast Cancer uh, Research Foundation's annual luncheon. And the the um, featured survivor, she's like one minute into her story and she shares, you know, she found a lump and waterworks. And I'm hosting a table and at waterworks is just like flying. And it was the first time that I had emotion attached mm. to, I hadn't even had my mammogram yet. But again, because it was self knowing. Yeah. yeah, 100%. You know yourself. And, your and when she shared her story, I couldn't stop crying to the point I had to get up and leave the table. A friend comes out and she's like, Oh, I know your mom passed away from breast cancer. I was like, No, my mom passed away from heart disease. And so that was when I told one person. But and it was like one of Janet's employees. So I'm like, and sh- she's a friend of mine, but I'm like, crap, now I got to tell the girls because I can't tell. Right. You know, yeah. Right. And so so I tell all of them that reader is at Uncommon James. Oh and Cindy. she, yeah. And she's like, I know it was so crazy. She's like, your grandmother wants me to tell you you're going to be OK. <gasps> and I'm like, I what? Full body chills. <laughs> like, Not even full. I mean. Every part yes. of my body right now. Yeah, she's like, she's like, do you have a family member um, that you share a name with? And I'm like, no. She was like, you don't? I was like, no, my grandmother's name is Lee. My other grandmother's name is Willa. And she's like, Lee, Lee wants you. And I said, well, Lavora is her full name. And she goes, Lee wants you to know you're going to be okay. Oh, my God. So I'm telling my aunt the story. And she goes, you do share a name with your grandmother, Queenie, because everyone called me Little Queenie. My grandmother's nickname was Queenie. And I was like, and I, I hold on to that because it's like, I am okay. You are you know? okay. And in that moment, I didn't know I was going to be okay. So the next week was Halloween. And that's when I went with my aunt, you know, for my mammogram. And it, the woman just kept calling me back, you know, for imaging. And I'm like, I know this is yeah. what it is. So I go in, you know, I, then I have the breast ultrasound. The radiologist comes in. He's like, we're pretty sure the changes to your breasts are due to breast cancer. And I'm like bawling my eyes out. And then... Um, he's like, well, it just so happened that someone just canceled their biopsy. Can you come back at one o'clock? And I'm like, absolutely. I go home. I'm like crying my eyes out. And then I'm still just telling myself. like, And so my 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 ex-husband came to the house to take the boys trick-or-treating. And I'm telling myself, you know, like, don't claim this until... You yeah. know, the biopsy know. comes back. You don't know. But I knew, but I didn't want it to be course, yeah. so badly. Yeah. So November 4th is when Dr. Friedewald called and said that my biopsy was positive. And I'm like, fuck. And I just cry. I called, you know, my soon-to-be ex-husband. And I'm like, can you come and get the boys? And, you know, the whole... you know, I was diagnosed six months after I filed for a divorce, mm-hmm. which was like... What the yeah. fuck? Like, I literally just felt like I got punched in the face really hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, not as like knocked out. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. like mm-hmm. Mike Tyson in the ring, knockout. Like, you know, and I'm like, so, you know, he came to get the boys. And then I heard Stone say, you know, I'm sad because I was really looking forward to being with you, mommy. And so I'm like, I got to get my shit together. You know, so I go upstairs and I cry. 
And then I take a shower and then I look look at Steven. I'm like, can we tell them now? Like I'm crying. I have no justification for crying. And I was like, you know, mommy's sick. I go and I don't know where I am with my sickness, but I'm going to have to like need you to to help me around the house. I was like, and I don't want you to be sad. I go, because I'm going to be okay. And I go, I am going to be okay. And they're like, okay. And it was like, I had to tell them that, mm-hmm. but I had to tell myself that. Sure. Like, you know. Like, well, Cindy told you that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Your grandma <laughs> told you that. So Lee told crazy, you. It's, right? I mean, yeah. it's so crazy. It's also wild to me, like, and everyone's journey is different, but that you sat for a month without, no, like, it's the knowing and not knowing. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine having something like that weighing on me. Like, and how it doesn't take over every single day. You had and to show I up didn't and, yeah. think about it. You had to like, show up and be a mom. You had to show yeah. up in your, in your daily life. But it's just, it's an interesting, it's a wild thing to think about that it was a month of, like, you probably inside had, an, had the, this, knowing. the knowing. Yeah, you know? yeah. But you don't know until you get that phone call yeah, from the doctor. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Can I ask one, like, very, like, tactical question? But what did it feel like in your, in your breast? Like, because I think people, like, people expect it to be this, like, huge like ball of hardness like I know what does it feel so it was the the fact that I had lumpy breasts anyway is why why when I felt I was like that feels I don't know what like um cottage cheese feels like but I felt like that's how it felt like there was a ball of cottage cheese like it was Weird. like, was it super hard or did no, you find it, it to be like and mushy and just around. a texture you weren't familiar with? Yeah. So I, I felt like I couldn't tell if it was my breast. I'm feeling yeah, I'm I know. Like my breast now. Yeah, I'm forgetting too. I don't have boobs anymore. I kind of don't want boobs anymore. Mine are too big. Okay, we can talk about that later. But yeah, so <laughs> it was just like chewed gum. That's what I would say. Like it was pliable. Like it just felt like a ball Crazy. of gum like or clay or putty or something. What like, size would you say it felt like? I don't know. Like, like a I piece just, of gum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like a balled up piece of wow, gum. Wow. And it ended up being like, I think, five centimeters. Like, Whoa. I wow. know. But it also, to that point, it's like, if you don't do these regularly and you don't know what your breasts feel like regularly, then right. you might not notice that. Exactly. And right? that's why monthly, it makes a difference because then once you, you know, do all the motions, they say like circular, like... Um, in a circular motion with your hand behind your head, you know, standing up or laying down um, and then armpits. I was telling my girlfriends, uh, my my last girlfriend who I had, had realized didn't know out of the six of us was Tally. And I'm telling her and I'm like rubbing my neck and I'm like, it feels like pebbles. <laughs> and my, I had lymph node involvement and they were fucking tumors like but. I know, like, and also it was like we're we're having dinner, the week after um, the the week that um, of getting the call. So it was like whatever that Friday was after November four, after November fourth, and I'm like rubbing my neck, chatting. I was like, you know, Tally, I just realized that you're the only person at the table that doesn't know that I have breast cancer, and she's like, it is the thing is like it's so gut wrenching for the person with it. But it's even more gut wrenching for us when we have to tell our loved ones. Yes, yep. you know it's yes. it's an it's awful... as if you feel as if you're gonna transfer your pain yes. to them when in reality all they want is to be there for yes, you. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. But you created yeah. this construct in your head of like, what's this gonna do to them? To them, yeah. Instead of 
this is when I cash in my fucking chips. Yes, exactly. Of all the work that you've done, all the times you've been there for other people. And and that was hard. Mm-hmm. That was because I'm a giver. I'm a rescuer, but I don't want anyone to help me. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, and, but then I want to be the martyr. Of, right. I have to do all of this myself. Right, right. <laughs> yep. Well, you get to surrender at a completely, certain point. Right? Completely, completely. And lean on, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine. I'm like you. I mean, so are you. It's, I love helping others. Yes. But I'm not, that's not a nature. I'm not good at receiving. I know. And I had to. Yes, you did. I had to because I was all alone. Like, you know, it's like I wasn't alone, but it's like I just gave my husband away. You know, it's like, now I've canceled. Who's going to like cry, like let me cry on their shoulders at night? Who's going to like rub my hair when I had it to tell me that I'm going to be okay? And it's like, I had to do that myself. Like, so was any, you have an incredible group of friends. I do. Right? Like, I am so blessed. Not only regard. are they special and successful and like stupidly pretty, I don't <laughs> really understand. And like, look like so much fun. <laughs> this is a collective. But did, you know, did you call on them eventually? I did. Good. I did. I mean, it, I wouldn't have gotten through it without my friends. And I, I'm so thankful for that because they were, they all allowed, me to ex- they all allowed me to be me and in the regard of they knew I wouldn't ask for help mm. so they were always they there showed up Love offering that. and asking or telling you know because I feel like when people are going through things people will say let me know if you need anything but people are gonna do that totally. like, so you have to show up for them like hey I want to bring you lunch this day I want to bring dinner I want to take the boys on a play date you know like that's right. how it's a lot friend- easier to say like no I don't need you to bring dinner versus being like what I'm thinking is you bring over breakfast today yeah right yeah. or like what I'm thinking is you come to chemo with me I noticed that you had like a posse that would go I to did. your I did so is that something I mean there's different ways to show up but like what were those moments of like vulnerability where you really felt like it was for you and I know it's different for everyone that you really felt like it it felt good to have people around. I feel like through all of it, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I mean, I had one friend, Kim, who was diagnosed just two weeks before I was. And then I had a scare that they thought I had it in the left breast. And I, I sent her a text and asked her to pray that I had it in the left breast because then I could for sure get that mastectomy. D- bilateral yeah. mastectomy. And when I got the call that it was negative, that my biopsy was negative, I was so sad. And Kim sent a text and she was like, no, I sent a text to her. I was like, it was negative. I don't have it. And she was like, how can I show up for you? And I didn't reply. And I I felt like she knew I was, I was just devastated. Like, and the next day, She's like, hey, um, Steve, her her husband's name Steve as well. Steve's going to the grocery store. I'm going to have him bring you some groceries. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. And then she's like, oh, he's there. Come outside. And she had organized a drive-by because it was during the pandemic. Ugh. And she had on a clown costume. And they all had made signs that said, Cedar Strong, we love you. Yes. And they all had a pink, like, and it just... It warmed. I cried. I'm like, they, they're all here for me. Like, and I literally, it, it, it's, and that was like my most vulnerable moment. It just knocked the wind out of me. And that like gave me the, well, I'm just going to wait, you know, like I'm still going to get through this. Like I needed that. Like it was just amazing. It, it is was like, amazing. Kim, oh my goodness. Like it, 
And I just couldn't, I was like, I cannot believe you. Like, and we just had a dance party in front of my house. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Right. I'm obsessed. But people show up for you like that because you. Because I do. Yeah. You've done that for them. Yeah. Right. And yes, absolutely. And and I'm forever grateful. I'm like, I'm so glad I'm a good person, you know, like, because I'm sure there. I know that there've got to be so many people in the world that don't have that experience, you know, and it's unfortunate. So you're also a public person. Yes. And did you know right away that you wanted to share your story? No, I did not. So I to crawl in a hole and go away and have everyone forget that I was ever on Instagram. And then, I mean, and I was seriously, that's where I was. I was like, and you would have the right to do so. Absolutely. 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 Right. But then it's because of my job and, and all that it brings, you know, we live in like this comparison world. Like everyone wants to compare. Like I'll I'll see someone like ha- comment hashtag mom goals, and they don't know the two years of infertility that I struggled with. You totally. know, you know. And so I'm like, I can't share my life and not share my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's already curated. They're they're getting the best of me. You know, they're not yep. seeing me. You know, show up for drop off with like. 12-year dirty Uggs, you know, a jam <laughs> Or like some bomb, bomb Jordans. <laughs> this is only for you guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but they're not seeing the, the bad and the ugly. They're only seeing the good daily. And then I thought about my Insta stories because I feel like I've always purposely, you know, shot with a photographer because that's where I feel most comfortable. But my Insta stories shows, you the know, my day-to-day. Yeah, yeah, like no makeup, you know. Yep. So I felt like I need people to see, you see my workouts, you see me eat Saqqara, you know, once a week, every month. You see me healthy. But again, that self-care, I did not go to the doctor and get a mammogram. So I'm like, and once I thought about the statistics of one in eight women, I'm like, I got to I got to share. And then it be, I became obsessed with, well, how am I going to do it? Mm. And then that's when I was like, I need the girls to take a photo with me because I feel like one in eight women, if you line yourself up in a room with you and seven of your friends, there are eight women in there. One of them is going to have breast cancer in their lifetime. That hits home to everyone. It hits home to everyone. Correct. Because everyone has seen me with them over the years, having the time of my life, you know, so you get to see, like, that's one of my girlfriends that, like, you know, like I could be one of my girl. Like I was number one. I did not want I didn't want it for any of them, but I didn't fucking want it either. You know, totally. We also we had um, a magical therapist on our um, she's a psychotherapist and a sound healer on our podcast last week. Or I have no idea what day it is today. <laughs> and she talks a lot about like, it's OK to not be OK. Yeah. And that part of healing is actually sharing your story. Yes, so like, yes. not only is it, I think, amazing because it reminded I mean, believe me, like it it hit me in so many different places. But I think it's also probably healing for you to share. Yes, the story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To make sure that people like are with you along on that journey. Yes. I don't know. That's how I see it. But there's also no way. I mean, percentage wise that you sharing that hasn't hasn't helped somebody. I have so many people like I got a mammogram because of you. And that made it all worth it. It could be one person. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And vulnerability is magic. Yeah. Right. Like you actually being able to speak your truth is otherwise you're I always say that when you're 
leaving out information, you're actually creating cancer in your body. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, you can't be your authentic self. Yes. You're not being yeah. real. And you put, you have such a beautiful story and vibe and what you share with people. But the ability for someone to say, she was doing everything right. It was out of her control. Absolutely. And like, yes. it could be out of my control. What part of this can I control? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Ugh. I know. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so real. grateful for you too. Like, I mean, it's just so important for women to take care of themselves. We put ourselves last. We take care of everyone first and ourselves. Like married, single, kids, no kids. We still show up for everyone else before ourselves. So I was like, I have to change this. Like, totally. so, I mean, I that's why I was like, I got to share. Like, I, and, I, and I asked all the girls to post that we all post the same day, the same time, you know, yeah. so that everyone would see it. I mean, I, st I remember the moment and I remember like feeling like so sad for someone that I didn't even know that well, but I, I knew you would be okay. Right. And I knew you had the fight and I loved that you were willing to take people along so that you could help you. You absolutely have helped many people, right? Yes. Yes. Talk to us about, so I, I mean, chemo I know is hard on your body, your mind, your soul, all of it. And you talked a lot about like how to live your life in 10, ten days. Yeah, there's that. That 10 day window. In but, yeah. Yes. So talk about that, that mantra, that perspective. Oh, my goodness. Um, well, you know, my first chemo, I was like, what the like it knocked me out. I was asleep. I had like skin burns, you know, because it burned me from huh. the inside out. Um, I had diarrhea for 19 days. Only 19. Well, and the, the vain part of me was, well, I don't want to take anything because I'm looking, I'm looking skinny. Totally. You're yeah. like real Wait skinny a right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went about maybe diarrhea for like four days. Right. 19 feels aggressive. 19. But it was awful. And so I'm like, I can't feel like this like every day. And so like at about day nine, I'd start to feel a lot more like myself. The, the worst of it was always like the first five days, five to six, seven days. And of course, I would hide it from my friends. And, you know, occasionally there were those moments of vulnerability. Andrew, like, babe, how are you? I was like, you want the C dance or the truth? And she's like, I want the truth. I was like, I feel like Total shit. shit. Like, yeah. I was like, babe, I feel awful. I was like, I can't get up. I can't move. But then in that that 10th day, I'm like, oh, I can have lunch with someone. You know, this was pre-pandemic, you know, and then 11, 12, I was like, oh, I feel the same. You know, I feel like my old self. Like, it's such like a mind, you know what, you know, where it's like you feel OK, but, you know, you're not OK. And then right when you feel your best, you got to start all over, you know. So what's the cadence then? You get to so day 10. So I went 10. every 21 days. Okay. It was when I had to go in for chemo. Mm -hmm. So I would like, it was Irina's 40th birthday. We went to Tao. I was dancing on the Hell table. Yeah. <laughs> Probably making out. Right? Not that. I was like worried. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to tell a guy so, I don't know. Totally. That I dancer, you know, like when he goes to my hair, it's like, oh, that's yeah. a win. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your hair. You are like the most fashionably fashionable, beautiful human. Thank what was you. it like, you know, you, you talk about you are not your hair, but what was it like losing your hair? And oh, it was awful. That is the part that it's still awful because I remember I tried to do the whole cold cap thing. I ordered it. And then I, a friend of mine mentioned that I had to have a nurse. 
So then I like hired some woman. I think her company's called Cold Cap, Cold Cap of America, something like that. But she lived in like South Carolina. So I bought her a ticket, then booked her oh hotel God. room. And I was like, wait, I'm gonna have to do this like every three weeks, you know, for because I had six rounds of chemo. I was like, I'm gonna have to fly this woman in. I was like, is my hair really like, yeah, like and there's what? no guarantee that totally. it's gonna stay. And then, you know, I have friends that did it and they lost half of it. I was like, well, my hair was thin to begin with. So what am I left with? Totally. My like fire marshal bill? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like one third ahead of hair. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I may as well just get rid of it. So I decided to cut it into a bob. And then New Year's Eve, I cut it into a pixie. And my hairstylist just recently told me that she was fighting back the tears. Because as she was trying to cut yeah. my hair, it was just falling out. Mm-hmm. So she had to like hold it to my scalp to cut it. And so I had my hair appointment like 8.30 a.m. And by 8 p.m. when Janet and Andrea picked me up for dinner, I had lost half of it already. Oh, my God. So I had (sighs) filled it was like filling landmines. I had filled it with like that. I think it's called Topic or some like, like these like Oh, yeah, I knew some dudes yeah. that have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so it like sticks yes, yes, and yes. it's not just a, a spray on. It yeah, actually has like, texture to yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. So I had, I had that in my head to make it through New Year's Eve dinner because I lost half of it within 12 hours. So New Year's Day, again, the irony, I just cut it all off. Yeah. I mean, you looked still beautiful. What, what did you do to feel like pretty during those times, you know? So then I felt like I really, well, I've always been into makeup, but then I would really like buy makeup. Cause you know, you, you don't think about when you lose your hair, that goes for your eyebrows, your really? eyelashes. My nose was stick in the winter. Cause I didn't have any hair on my nose. Wow. Oh my God. I, I never thought, I, I mean, know. cause I, anytime I see a hair yeah. on my nose, I get very upset. <laughs> right. And now you're sitting in January. Being and like, you're like, I need I my hair. No fur. Yeah. No, right. None. None. But I bet you wore some fur. I did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I like, you know what? I really got into like buying makeup to make myself look pretty. And I really got into I've always been into lingerie, but then I was really buying it kind of to like pay homage to my boobies before they had to go. Totally. Like the the girlier, the better. Yeah, I love that. The girlier, the better. Yeah, that was kind of my thing. Um, And even now, even though, you know, my left one is a little wonky, but. I, I may have to go in for another surgery, which, you know, God forbid. But I feel like I fought cancer because I want to live. And I feel like I should get everything I want because I get to live. Like, my life still shouldn't be average or mediocre. So if I got a wonky move and I don't like it, I'm going to fix gonna it. You're going to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Were there any elements of health and wellness that you brought in when you were going through chemo that helped you? I worked out. I worked out four days a week through chemo until the pandemic. Wow. wow. Yeah. It was, it, that was, that's always been my stress relief. Totally. And it made me feel like me. Mm-hmm. And, and stronger. Yeah. And yeah. Can, I mean, you were armed to fight. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right? Like I was like training for a marathon, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm going to beat this. Like, you're here to share your story and you're also an active participant of the Lindsay and yes. Foundation. So with that, what message is told and what can our listeners take away and learn from you? Research. I'm so grateful for Lensage um, because I was diagnosed with HER2 positive breast cancer. And it is because of breast cancer research that HER2 positive breast cancer um, survivors have a really high survival rate of like 84%. Mm. Wow. 
Yeah. Incredible. You know, if it's caught, you know, in the localized area, uh, mine was not localized, but it, I was still, you know, ended up just stage two versus, you know, where it started. My my diagnosis didn't look good. And initially, they thought I was 3C, which I was like, what the? Totally. But because of, you know, her too. So even though I was cancer free, technically, since my bilateral mastectomy, which was May 14th, 2020, I still had 10 more uh, chemotherapy treatments because of the HER2 positive. So not the big, strong dose of chemo, just the Herceptin and Progetta, which is a targeted treatment mm. just for HER2 positive breast wow. cancer patients. Yeah. And that's because of breast cancer research. It's incredible. Thank you. It, the The science behind everything yes. is clearly wild because what used to be a prognosis or a, um, what's it called when you get told? Diagnosis. What used to be a diagnosis that was unfathomable yes. with the gift of science can move forward. So everyone, you know, participation or donations to Lynn Sage. Yes, absolutely. Incredibly important. What would you say? Monthly self-exams? Self-exams monthly. Um, mammograms, they start at 40 but if you feel something, you know, go just in go. right away. Just right. go. If Do you not just have a knowing in win. your head. Yeah. Yeah. Just and trust it. Trust your fear, gut. But like, just go in and get yes, your boobs squeezed. Yes. Totally. Right. Yeah. Let's just like make that happen. <laughs> yes, please. And if you forget, then just follow me on Instagram. Because totally. I remind you monthly to feel it on the first. How do our friends find you on Insta? At Clark and Stone. Beautiful. Um, my website, although I haven't been giving it that much love, That's but okay. it's clarkandstone.com. There's still so much goodness <laughs> Thank on there. Thank you. You are inspiring. I'm so, Thank so you. proud of you. Thank and you, Stephanie. I'm so happy just to be in your presence. Thank you. Your light so is yeah, so I told you, right? <laughs> I can't even It's deal. contagious. <laughs> well, I'm in love. Yeah, I know. We're, <laughs> we're in love. We're all good so all of you are going to be jealous because we're going to hang out all the time. But if you want more of Sita, you know where to find her and... Just do your diligence, yes. trust your gut, and one and eight. Feel like, those boobies. Feel those boobies. <laughs> yeah, feel them now, feel them later. Just feel yeah, them. Just feel, feel them. them. Know yourself, right? Yeah. Like, so proud of you. Love thank you. Thank you. I love you too. I love you too. I, I love you. Too. <laughs> Friends, this has been fun. Thanks for spending some quality time with us. If you need more of us in your life, we totally get it. Follow us on Instagram at wellbehavedpodcast. Also, we aren't selfish. Tell us what you need and want to learn more about by sending us a note at wellbehavedpodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs. We prefer that anyway. Until next time, stay well and somewhat behaved. <laughs>